This is a new voice for a new Scotland. So let's move on to review of the week's news. Okay. Monday, the 12th of October. Monday started on COVID-19 and the alleged stushy between the current First Minister and the former First Minister, Alex Salmond. Right. First Minister Nicola Sturgeon gave an interview to Sky where she was asked about the Alex Salmond saga. All the English stroke British publications in Scotland ran with the saga. All right. Interestingly, the so-called traditional Scottish publications stayed well clear of the issue. That is interesting, folks. Okay. Monday, it's announced that there had been a COVID outbreak at a ward in the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital, also known as the Southern General. The ward was closed to admissions. Contact testing and tracing was put in place for the relatives of the people in the wards and the nurses and so on and so forth. Later on the same day, on Monday, it was announced that a patient on a cancer ward in the Western General in Edinburgh had died of COVID. Contact tracing was also under the way and that ward had also been closed okay. Monday, Bojo the Clown, Prime Minister Johnson, announced a three-tier COVID traffic light system. The system classifies an outbreak and indicates what measures should be taken in any location in England, any town or city in England, all right? It's hinted that First Minister Nicola Sturgeon will follow suit, which is unusual, because normally it's Bojo that's following suit, all right? The First Minister said she would look at the English plan, and if it had merit, she would look at introducing such a system in Scotland, but designed specifically for Scotland's geography and demographics. Okay. Monday, the Scottish Government announced a relaxation of rules for visiting elderly relatives in care homes. Indoor visits to be extended from 30 minutes to 4 hours. Physical contact such as holding hands to be allowed. Also, outside visits of up to 6 people from 2 households for up to an hour to be permitted. And that was to include children. Alright. And it's good for the elderly's mental health. So, you know, but as these cases rise, I think that will be changed again, unfortunately, folks, right? Right, Monday, the National speculated that Alex Salmon may be about to re-enter frontline politics with one of the new independence parties. The article written by George Carnival thinks it may be possible. I'm not sure myself. I'm not sure myself whether Alex is going to get back in the game or not, right? Also, Monday, it's announced that a group of MPs are to launch legal action against the UK government over pandemic contracts and the failing to account for £3 billion of government spending, right? It's been in the public domain for quite some time, and I've been reporting on this, that the Cabinet have been using COVID emergency powers to bypass procurement rules and have been handing out contracts to people close to the Cabinet, all right? A number of PPE contracts, which didn't make any sense, have been awarded to companies with no experience of procuring or supplying PPE. The bill so far runs to about 12 billion quid. Right, so they're at it. Monday, the Agricultural Bill went back to the Commons to be passed. The Lords had laid down five amendments, including one to protect food standards. The government used its supermajority to overturn all five amendments, and the bill was passed as it was written. So chlorinated chicken, hormone-injected beef, 
and genetically mod modified veg is how it's going to be in the future, folks. All right. Cheap American crap will make it onto your supermarket shelves. And with the drop and living standards and the drop on the amount of money that people have in their pockets, people are going to have to buy this crap to feed their families. Absolutely disgraceful. It also means that the Scottish and UK-wide agricultural sector will be trashed because they won't be able to compete with the cheap crap being imported by supermarkets from out with these shores. Okay, bad news that story. Monday, Bojo the Clown tells the EU, time's running out to strike a deal. Can you get this guy? You know, he's still trying to play the hard man game, trying to muscle up to a line. The EU's no going to budge, right? This is just noise for Bojo, because we know that Bojo has instructed the chief negotiator, Lord Frost, to make concessions on fisheries and on the NI protocol in order to strike a deal some sort of deal to um, save face with the English public. All right. We also know that because they left in 40, because 45, uh, 40, 45 of the internal market bill, the EU Parliament's not going to approve any deal. So, Bojo can make all the concessions he wants, it appears. Right. Now, the last story I want to cover for Monday is the UK latest unemployment stats were released. Unemployment in our UK rose from 4.1% in the previous quarter to 4.5% from July to September. The unemployment rate in, rate in Scotland held steady at 4.5%. So unemployment across the UK is now aligned, right? This will rock, of course, at the end of this month when the furlough scheme comes to end. So buckle up, kids, we're in for a hard time. All right. Moving on to Tuesday the 13th of October. Tuesday started once again on the rising COVID rates and speculation that the First Minister will implement a three-tier COVID alert system to mirror the one put in place in England. Time will tell on that, OK? Tuesday, Bellhousie Care Group, which is 25 care homes in Scotland, has stated it will not implement the new visiting rules for care homes. Tony Banks, the owner of the care home group, said the procedures for implementing the new rules were not clear enough. Mr Banks, a major Tory party donor, probably doesn't want the expense of implementing the new procedures. Right, Bellhousie Care Group were given a, a two rating from the Care Commission for its quality of care of the elderly during the COVID pandemic. So it would appear that Mr Banks doesn't want to cough up to bring his homes up to standard and he doesn't want to cough up to put the extra measures in place so that people can safely visit their relatives. Typical Tory. All profit and no service. Right. Tuesday, it was announced the SNP party political broadcast on Monday had been reported to the Charities Commission by Scout Scotland. The complaint was that a woman only identified as Helena dressed in a scout's uniform, explained why she had changed her mind from no to yes in the last referendum. Tory party MSP and non-entity Miles Briggs said the SNP had been caught out trying to politicise the scout's movement. Hypocritical little sod. In 2017, Chief Scout 
Bear Grylls appeared at the Tory party conference in full scouts uniform, so I don't think the Charities Commission will entertain the complaint. Alright. Tuesday, it was revealed that Margaret Ferrier, MP suspended from the SNP for travelling to London after taking a COVID test, then travelling back to Scotland after receiving a positive result while in London, had voted on the Agricultural Bill by proxy. Her proxy vote was delivered by Jonathan Edwards, who was suspended from Clyde Cymru after being cautioned by police for assault. So it would appear that Margaret has hooked up with a disgraced Clyde Cymru MP to get a proxy vote into the Parliament. Anyway, she voted against the Agricultural Bill, so it's not all bad. Right, the SNP still want to respond down and trigger a by-election. Tuesday, Edinburgh Airport reports its traffic was down by 91% on the previous year. The airport said that 785,000 people had passed through the airport from April to September. The figure for the same period in 2019 was 8.5 million people. Right? The airport's chief executive, Gordon Brewer, said he was consulting with the Scottish Government about implementing a COVID testing scheme at the airport. Mr Dewar went on to say it was impossible for the airport to model for 2021 because of COVID. Alright. Now the First Minister said if it was possible to implement such a system at the airport in order that people wouldn't have to quarantine for 14 days when they enter Scotland, she would do it. Problem is, most flights are short haul. So even a, even a long haul one, it takes a couple of days for the symptoms to come to place. But if you're in the short haul for Italy, you, you say Edinburgh, you might not even test positive, but a couple of days into the country, symptoms could appear. So it's going to be a difficult thing to try and do. But the First Minister said if she can, she would do it. All right. Tuesday, doing that road in London, red Tory leader, holy pot, paid for and owned establishment figure, Sir Kia. Starmer called for a short, sharp circuit breaker lockdown in England to slow the COVID-19 transmission rate. No chance of that, of course, because Bojo's just introduced his traffic light system down that road, his three-tier traffic light system. So they'll be gone with that first. But Bojo doesn't really care how many people die, so, well, then it's just the way it goes. Um, Tuesday, it's announced that ministers' pay would, would not rise in line with MPs' pay. Bojer the Clown said it wouldn't be right in the middle of a pandemic for the ministerial allowance to go up. So there'll be a pay freeze on the ministerial allowance for one year. One matter, they'll still get £3,300 rise as MPs. It's just their ministerial pay won't go up in line with it. Alright. Tuesday, there were two debates in the Commons Chamber that were of interest to Scotland. The Fisheries Bill and the Internal Market Bill. In the Fisheries Bill debate, MPs were concerned about the 10% tariff to be placed on UK fish after Brexit. It was claimed by opposition MPs from all parties that the tariff would decimate fishing towns and small, medium-sized exporters as they wouldn't be able to afford the tariffs. It doesn't matter, but as I said before, the EU Parliament has said that they won't ratify any deal because they left causes 40 to 45 in the internal market bill. So the fishermen 
don't have a market to sell into. Right, the other bill that was of relevance to Scotland was the debate on the internal market bill. This time the debate was on how it would affect the UK's international real and diplomatic relationships, right? Opposition parties claimed that the bill would trash the UK's reputation as a law-abiding nation and a trustworthy trading partner. The Home Office Minister Dominic Raab claimed that the UK's reputation as a leader in following of international law would be intact and that the UK would remain a trustworthy trading partner. Head in the sand stuff, folks. He's got his head in the stand, in the sand. The internal market bill and the clauses 40-45, which will break international law, will trash the UK's reputation worldwide and getting trade deals and actually being able to maintain good diplomatic relations with other nations will be out the windy, including the USA, who have said that if that bill passes in its current form, there will be no trade deal with the United States. The United States are concerned about the Good Friday Agreement as they brokered it and they are co-signature to it. Okay, so the internal market bill in the debate it would trash the UK's reputation internationally, but Dominic Raab, heeding the sand, said, no, no, everything will be fine. Idiot. Right, moving on to Wednesday. Wednesday, once again, like Monday and Tuesday, started on the rising number of COVID-19 cases and the rising death toll. There was more speculation on a tiered lockdown system in Scotland like the one that's been implemented in England. The speculation is that First Minister Nicola Sturgeon will impose a stricter regime than the one introduced in England. Meanwhile, down in Wales, First Minister Mark Drakeford wants Boris Johnson to restrict travel to Wales from hotspots in England. Bojo's not going to do that, but we've been here before with Bojo. He's proclaimed himself Minister for the Union. If Bojo cared about the Union and the lives of those living in these islands, he would have told the people in England to sit and stay in England at the start of the pandemic. With only foods and essential goods moving across internal borders in the Union. But Bojo doesn't care. Bojo wants the people in English hotspots to be moving around the UK so that the numbers in the rest of the UK rise so that his government in England don't look so bloody incompetent. Alright. In Scotland, the First Minister has asked people in hotspots to only make essential journeys. No travel restrictions have been imposed so far, although the rumour has it there could well be travel restrictions imposed next week. Alright. Wednesday, the National Grid warns of electricity sort of shortages after a number of unplanned power station outages and low wind speeds. The electricity grid operator said it would take action to ensure there is enough generation during any cold weather spells to prevent major blackouts. A spokesman for the National Grid said they didn't expect to issue any major warnings Wednesday to Thursday. This is an interesting story, this. Right, as I say, this was released on Wednesday. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I'm going to keep an eye on the National Grid's website to see what's going on there and see if there is going to be any outages. Speculation is that because of the Brexit situation, 
England could be cut off with the power that it imports from France to power the southeast of England. So this is an ongoing story and one worth watching, folks. I'm going to keep an eye on it, all right? But the story broke on Wednesday. Wednesday, it's reported that the English scallop boats had been attacked by French scallop fishermen. Similar incidents happened in 2018, and the news at the time called the scallop wars. It would appear that round two is underway. That's probably going to get worse the nearer Brexit gets, and limited access to UK and Scottish waters is imposed on European boats. All right, so it could well be we're on scallop wars, cod wars, haddock wars. You'll remember from back in the day, folks. All right. Wednesday in a lunchtime briefing, the First Minister Nicola Sturgeon asked Scots not to travel to Blackpool after 180 COVID cases had been linked to the town. The Mayor of Blackpool was not best chuffed and he said his town was fully COVID compliant. The First Minister still asking people here in Scotland not to go there. She's saying it's a COVID hotspot. All right. Okay, Wednesday, another Prime Minister's questions rolled around. Sir Keir Starmer of the Red Tories went on a circuit breaker lockdown. Pojo called Starmer an opportunist and they had a wee slagging match. Anyway, the outcome was no circuit breaker lockdown in England. They're going to go with a traffic light system. Ian Blackford of the SNP went on a Tory winter of mass unemployment and discontent created by the Prime Minister and his Chancellor due to the end of the, the furlough scheme. Bojo said he and his Chancellor had supported people right across these islands and would continue to do so. Ian Blackford warned them that the people of Scotland would not forgive and forget. He's right there, they won't. And finally, for Wednesday, STV released the findings of its latest Ipsos Mori poll. Right? Support for the SNP for next year's election had gone up. The poll for the constituency seats revealed SNP on 58%, Tories had dropped 1% to 19%, Labour on 13%, Lib Dems are up to 9%, and the Greens are on 1%. It would appear the Greens have fell off the edge of a cliff. But the poll also showed support for independence had risen once again. Support for independence now stood at 58%, up 2% on previous polls. Okay. Right, folks, let's move on to Thursday, the 15th of October. Thursday started on COVID-19, the continued rise in cases and deaths, despite most of central Scotland being in special lockdown measures. Okay, you know, the headlines in most of the rags went on the COVID situation and ignored the latest poll findings, right, especially the English rags. There were only two rags that reported on the polls on independence and SNP support. And that was the National, who reported that the support for independence was up to 58%. And that was the Times. And the Times said that the, the union was in peril. Okay, right. So, a news blackout was put in place on the BBC and all the English-based rags and most of the rags on the improved polling and the improved support for independence, right? Moving on, Thursday it's announced that the SNP MP Amy Callahan has left hospital four months after suffering a brain hemorrhage. Miss Callahan tweeted a picture of herself holding a crutch in the air 
after leaving the Southern General, also known as the Queen Elizabeth. Miss Callahan thanked the team at the Southern General, who she said had become like a family over the last four months. Amy said she was wheeled in and knew she's walking out and she's just getting started. She's getting back to her best. Miss Callan has noted her troubles to seek after fighting cancer at the age of 19. I'm sure I speak from, for all of us when I say we wish Amy well and we hope she has many, many years of good health and no more health issues. She's a very young woman. She's had a lot to go through in her young life. All right. Moving on for that, yesterday Westminster found and appointed a new QC to the position of Advocate General for Scotland. QC Keith Stewart has been confirmed in the job. Mr Stewart will, repeat, will receive a life peerage in the House of Lords to allow him to take the job. Mr Stewart became a QC in 2011. Scottish Secretary Alistair Jack says he was a highly respected and experienced legal expert. Mr Stewart replaces Lord Keane, who resigned from the position stating he could not reconcile himself with being a law officer and signing the illegal internal market bill into law. Alright, the Queen has approved the position and life peerage. The first sign that the Queen's about to break her constitutional responsibilities to the Scottish people and sign the law-breaking internal market bill into law. Mr Keith Stewart is obviously a man of low moral standards as no law officer worth their salt would sign the illegal internal market bill into law or encourage the Crown to sign that bill which would break international law. This is serious, folk. They have found some lackey who's going to sign the internal market bill into law in Scotland's name. The man's obviously of very low moral standards and he's been bought off with a peerage and probably a good few quid. Right, Thursday, Nicola Sturgeon introduces new workplace COVID rules. From Monday, face coverings to be worn in common areas in the workplace. Corridors, coffee rooms, canteens, till seated of course, until you want to eat. Right, so there's new rules being introduced into the workplaces um, today with COVID. Okay. Yesterday, at a three-week review of COVID restrictions, First Minister Nicola Sturgeon told Scots that current bans are visiting people in their own homes to remain in place. Okay. Till at least the end of the next three-week review period. Ms Sturgeon also told the Scottish public about her new tiered COVID-19 warning system, saying it will concentrate on helping people who have to get into self-isolation and businesses that have to close because of a COVID. Alright. After the First Minister's announcement, the Scottish Parliament, in the Scottish Parliament, the opposition leaders got to question the FM on the moves, uh, First Minister's question style session. Now, this was a virtual session. Okay. We Ruthie, Baroness Tank Commander, went on hospital ward closures and temperature testing ward by ward. We Ruthie Baroness tank commanders know the brightest of people. In hospital, people have high temperatures for very many reasons. Some people even have their temperature raised uh, in controlled circumstances as part of their treatment. 
But as I say, Ruthie Tank Commander's not very bright. She should stick to um, cheesy pasta. That's what Tank Commander's doing, isn't it? Or is it cheesy baguettes? Something like that, anyway. Gary Tank Commander, was it? No. Anyway, next up was a, the bland man of Scottish a, politics, Red Tory branch office manager, bouncy boy Richard Hu. Richard Leonard slated the first minister for not introducing a circuit breaker lockdown. He's another idiot, right? Pubs, restaurants are closed, no home visits, all social venues closed. Hey, Richard, I don't know where you've been, you numpty. That is a circuit breaker lockdown. Idiot. Absolute clown. Anyway, let's move on. Patrick Harvey of the Greens calls for more support for those self-isolating and more tests to identify the asymptomatic. Well, you know, the FM's doing their best. We will enable of the Fib Dems, Rennie. He went on dangerous delays in test and protect system. The FM tell him the system was working fine. You know, the whole debate was virtually crap, right? And the First Minister did what she usually did, and that was do her, we Ruthie Tank Commander, do her, Richard Who, have a nice chat with Patrick Harvey, and then slate wee Willie Rennie. Normal procedure for a Thursday. Alright, finally for Thursday, Bojo the Clown was asked about the rise in support for Scottish independence. Bojo being an arrogant git said the matter was settled in 2014 and would not be re-looked at again. I think Bojo will find that he's rang there. Alright, the matter's no settled and it most certainly will be looked at again. Alright, so that's what I've got to you up, I go for you up to Thursday. As you know, I've only, only did the paper review on Friday morning because I include Friday in the review of the week, okay? So let's move on to what the newspapers have to say for this morning, alright? The Scottish Daily Field goes on, no return to normal life. This refers to the First Minister's latest, uh, latest three-week uh, review of COVID measures. You know, so, name our, uh, name, no back to normal, but we knew that anyway. The Looney Paper, the Express, goes on, no end in sight for ban on meetings. Same story. Just, you can't meet others inside, indoors, alright? The Herald goes on, spine-chilling failings in Scottish care homes. The headline is wrong in so many ways. For a start, there are no Scottish care homes. They're private sector care homes in Scotland. You know, the Scottish Care Service hasn't come into being yet, although it is under consultation to bring it into being, alright? Anyway, it would appear that the private care sector were found to have little knowledge or a understanding of infection control or the COVID virus. What? That's a queer breach of the licence conditions. These private care homeowners should be dragged into court, they should be bloody well charged and their licences should be revoked. Having infection control is a basic premise are getting a licence to operate a care home. Yet the Care Commission finds that the private sector care homes in Scotland have no understanding whatsoever of uh, infection control or the COVID-19 virus. Absolutely shocking behaviour. The Telegraph goes on, PM pushed towards national lockdown. 
It doesn't say what nation is pushed to ban the national lockdown, but I assume it's England. Because the UK's a union and no a bloody nation. Alright, and apart from that, health devolved to the other devolved uh, nations. Alright. Times goes on. It's Russia spreads fake news over Oxford virus vaccine. Did it, I? If I remember right, it was the UK press that did the same to the Russian vaccine trials. Was it no? Do I not remember seeing something in the papers about the Russian vaccine having killed some athlete or something like that? Anyway, it's a lot of crap, scaremongering rubbish. You know, let's blame the Russians, the boogeymen. I don't think the Russians have said anything. Right, the Daily Rancid, sorry, the Daily Record goes on. John is not a groper. Apparently some TV personality, female TV personality says John Leslie is not a sex pest. Well, the amount of times we've not in court for it, I have to say, it's not looking that way. Right? The sun goes on, gentleman John. Same story, John, Le John Leslie is in court again for alleged sexual offences. But apparently he's a big gentle gentleman, alright? The National goes on. FM fire backs at non-entity Mandel for point scoring. Virus claims. Alright. And BBC slammed for pro-yes blackout. Keith Brown tells the BBC in Scotland to get its act together over bias against the independence movement. Support for independence is up at 58%, but there was a news blackout in all the BBC flagship political shows. Alright. What can you expect? The name's is the clues in the name. The British Broadcasting Corporation. You know. Right. And wait for it, folks. Best one of always. We always had the start to last because the star's brilliant. Anyway, the star goes on. Jammy roll. Comes the best job in the world takes the biscuit. You get that? Brilliant, isn't it? Jammy roll. Best job in the world takes a biscuit. Apparently a biscuit producer is looking for a new biscuit taster. Salary, 40 grand a year. Where do I apply? Where do I apply for this job? 40 grand a year to eat biscuits. I'm in. <laughs> right, people. That's what I've got for you this week. That's the review of the week. Um, now listen, I'm out on the long walk to freedom. I don't have time to go through what you've got to say just now. I don't have time for that chat. I need to burn the motor run and get back to where the walkers are because, well, I had to batter on to the top of the hill to get a phone signal to be able to broadcast. Now listen, the usual folks, usual stuff, follow facts. It doesn't matter whether you believe in this virus or no. Hedge your bets. Think it is a two-way bet at the bookies. All right. Face coverings and enclosed public spaces. Avoid large gatherings. Clean hands and surfaces regularly. Two metres social distancing when you're out and about. And book a test if you require one. Alright. Aye, uh, now listen. I've had a wee update on the wee ginger dog. Alright. Apparently he's starting to get movement, he's, he's talking, he's starting to get movement back in his left arm, and uh, he's starting to get movement in his legs. He'll be, he'll be moved shortly to a recuperation hospital. I'm not going to name the hospital in case some idiot tries to go up and see him. Alright, 
But it's good news, a wee ginger dog's on the main. All right. Well, listen, look after yourself. And for me and Paul, the indie poet, who sat back there being quiet because he, he knows if he knows that Ray's going to crop and chop us and stick it out in Independence Live, so we can't have a background noise we've had the last couple of times, uh, or the last couple of days. Look after each other. And I'll speak to you on Monday, all right? Stay safe. Have a nice weekend. Have a nice day! This is a new voice for a new Scotland. And in life,